This is a warning. This podcast is not suitable to be listened to around kids and probably not even out loud at the office. We cuss a lot, we drink during the recording, and we touch on some very adult subjects. We recommend listening when the kids aren't around or when you have headphones. Thanks, guys. Bye. This is Jen, and this is the Let's Chat Paranormal Podcast. I'm here with my brother, Eric, and my boyfriend, Jesse. Say hi, guys. What's going on? How's it going? And we are here for our 61st episode, and today we're just going to be talking about haunted locations. Um, we didn't really choose, like, a specific one. Just whatever caught our eye, you know? <clears throat> yeah, ticket our fancy. Yeah, pretty much. We've been having very hectic schedules lately, so yeah, didn't want to... Yeah do something overly specific um <laughs> i think this is where we shine though oh with our, is... our randomness yes yeah for yes. sure I, I think so yeah this is everybody kind of comes in with good uh good stories that none of us kind of knew it's always it's always a treat for us among ourselves i guess <laughs> all right well um so creepy updates before we start oh wait no i should say uh where y'all can find us. Uh, you can find us on <laughs> Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Podbean, and wherever else uh, podcasts are played. Because it seems like we're on the major ones for now. I still don't know where this unknown is. <laughs> We've even had 12 people. It's in a different from, dimension. Yes, from an unknown location also. <laughs> I can't. I don't even know where that is. Someone is using that. Was it uh, VP? <laughs> oh, yeah, the VPN. Oh, VPN, yeah. <laughs> what is it? Uh, Shadow Legends or something? That one game that they're all sponsored by? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're in that realm. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is yeah. how we get sponsorship on every single... Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, um, anywho's... Uh, you can send in your stories to let's chat paranormal at gmail.com. You can find us on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Both of those are let's chat paranormal. And I've also opened a little stand at a flea market here in San Antonio. It's the highway 90 flea market. Um, it's under Jenny's art and oddities and you can go in there. You can share your story with me or uh, Jesse. Um, I'll have my recorder. And if you just want to share a story or just want to pop in and say hi and let us know some good feedback, because don't tell me bad feedback in person. I'll just cry. (laughs) (laughs) You should drink more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, um, you know, you don't have to chime in on this, but I just I want to say, like, touching on the current topic, uh, my uh, my hope with the Ukraine, I, I, I hope they are safe and everything is cool. Yeah, definitely. <coughs> sorry, I'm choking right now. <laughs> wow. Okay. Sorry. But yeah, that, that's uh, something that I want to put out, out there on the airwaves yeah, because definitely. it's a it's a tragic situation. Yeah, and it's definitely taking over the news feed and everything. So it's yeah. really hard to try to even ignore that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> this is true. Yeah. So, um, all right. So now we can move into our creepy updates. Um. Does anybody care who goes first or if I can go first? No, I'm going to go first because <laughs> your uh, possession last week. And uh, yeah, that was, it was, that was pretty spooky. Drunk Jen was here. 
<laughs> it was I, a whole other level. I think Jesse was trying to get me drunk again today for the podcast, <laughs> but it didn't work because we went to Taco Cabana <laughs> and they were just giving me like regular little tequila bottles instead of like Mama Margie's where it's already in it. Regular <laughs> tequila bottles. The little travel size ones. <laughs> Those aren't even little travel signs. <laughs> oh, they're not? Those nope. are full shots. For like, oh, <laughs> yeah. well, t- it was only two shots. So, anyways. <laughs> this is the metric, the metric <laughs> system that my sister uh-huh. uses. So, mom Margie cares about us. She's she trying to get us <laughs> fucked up. I'm just going to say, Mama Margie's has cut me off before. <laughs> But anyways. Oh, this is terrible. Yeah. It's not looking good, Jen. <laughs> They're like, don't let that girl with the big hoop earrings get in the middle of It just goes downhill from mm-hmm. here. Yeah. But she was so nice when she came in. You got no idea, buddy. <laughs> just wait till the juices loose. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. So I do have a real creepy update. Hey, mine was real. Oh. Damn it. Don't <laughs> no, sorry. That is a creepy update. Oh, God, no. Okay, so um, I just want to say this past week, Jesse has been uh, like staying at dad's house to house sit for them. They're back in San Antonio, so everything is like safe and whatnot. But I think it was like, so the first night um, I didn't sleep well because I was sleeping on the couch and like outside is fucking uh, bulk pickup. So people were going through our shit literally at 1 a.m. and at 3 a.m. <laughs> and so Lola was flipping out, blah, blah, blah. And so I barely slept. And so I want to say it was the next day that uh, Jesse was, I don't know if you came home at all. But either way, um, I was asleep in Sal's room with him. And I, I want to say it was like around, you know, I sent Jesse a text when I did it. Um, give me a sec. We could cut this part out real quick. Uh, and I could give you like the actual time. <clears throat> okay. So at four o'clock in the morning, I sent Jesse a text. The house is much scarier when you're not here. I thought I heard the door open and heard footsteps. So I thought it was you coming to surprise me and Baba. But when I checked the cameras, I realized you weren't here. And, oh, shit. and what door I'm talking about is this one up here yeah, that I yeah. thought I heard the scraping and I thought I heard footsteps coming in because I think that was a day Jesse said that uh, that he like they told him to go in late. OK, so like I woke up and didn't like know what time it was like I was just like, oh, Jesse's here to surprise us. But then after a while, I was, uh, is this motherfucker going to come into the room or not? <laughs> and right, then right. like that's why it was me. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, I'm just kidding. It wasn't. Yeah. So I, I checked the cameras like the ring notifications are really sensitive and nothing popped yeah. up. And I checked all the cameras in the house and I was just, I was just like, that's very odd. But yeah, uh, yeah, that was my creepy update this week. So key key thing that sticks out is that uh, you mistook it for being Jesse. So it was masculine in a sense. Um, I I don't want to say it was masculine. That was just like my thought process was like, that was the only logical thing. Okay. Because I was going to say, you know, with with that being said, and then Jesse's experience last week, Mm -hmm. you know. No, true. Kind of. Yeah. Or, well, I was just going for more like that was the logical thing. Like, yeah, yeah, because, I, I get you. I yeah, get you. Yeah. We have burglar bars and shit. Like, 
Most of the time, I'm not worried about that type of stuff. Yeah, especially if it sounds like you're opening the door, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that was my... It alerts. Okay, Um, Jesse, what were your creepy updates? Uh, Well, funny story about that. It kind of led into like a weird series of events, uh, which is why my story changed to a more personal story. But so on... I want to say maybe the last day I was uh, house watching for your dad. Um, I had a weird dream. I was there. Okay. I passed out in the living room. I, I was sleeping in the living room on the couch. And, you know, the, I had the TV on. Uh, he has a, a channel that runs Unsolved Mysteries 24-7. <laughs> That's like all it is. So I was like, yeah, okay. Tell me more creepy shit. And, uh, <laughs> like, his voice is, like, creepy, but I'm also, like, yes, uh, low me to sleep, uh, Robert Stack. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I'm I'm asleep, you know, I, I kind of didn't catch it right away till, you know, it happens. But anyways, I'm there, I'm watching, I'm asleep, and the, uh, the phone starts to ring. Oh, shit. So I was, like, Like okay. a landline, not your cell phone. No, like, yeah, and I, I'm hearing oh, it, shit. and I'm, like... Does Mario have a fucking phone? <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, maybe it's them trying to get a hold of me because, uh, you know, I, they couldn't get my cell phone. Yeah. So I get up and I go and there's a, a phone on the wall where, like, it wasn't before. Okay. Okay. So I'm looking at it and I'm still not fully realizing that I was asleep. So I'm like, what? And I was like, what? And you know how old landline phones sound, right? And they're like fucking... You can hear like the ring. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So I click it out off the hook and I'm like, hello. And I hear like a kind of like a mixture between a feminine and like a, a, a masculine voice. And they're like, where are you? Oh, shit. And that's kind of creepy. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? I go, uh, who are you trying to find? Where are you? And I was like, I'm, what? No, who is it? And they're like where are you like and it gets a little bit more demanding so then i kind of like no like who is this and they're like they say my name and they're like where are you we can't find you and i was like who is it i go i don't you don't sound familiar i go who are you trying to find you where are you and i was like what and then i hear jen and sal in the background oh shit okay and i go is Jen and Sal there and they're like yes they're asleep and I go can I talk to them and they're like we told you they're asleep in the bed already and I'm like uh well why are you there where are you you're not here and we're looking for you what the fuck and I was like what who's looking for me and she's like you're not sleeping in your bed they're like where are you and I was like I'm at my father-in-law's and they're like well where is that and I was like, I I don't know. I don't I don't remember the address. And I genuinely don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he literally texts me. What's the address? And I was like, I, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. what, they're like, and like the voice kind of changed back again to like a little bit sweeter. They're like, we'll find out where you're at so we can go. Oy. And I'm like, what? So I, I end up waking up because uh, my cell phone actually went off. Yeah. And I get up and I'm like, that's fucking weird as fuck. What like, the fuck? What the hell? I yeah, was like, that was a very odd dream to have. So as that's going on, 
I wake up, I do my regular thing, I go to work, and uh, I'm like, something comes over my head about like the a house we used to live in. Oh, this is, I guess, transitioning into my story from creepy update to my story. Um, okay. So, like, curious, you know, I already had all my notes about the uh, like house I was gonna cover in Mexico, or whatever. So, I was like, hey, mom, I was like, do you remember the house? Blah blah. And she's like, yeah, yeah. She's like, what about it? And I was like, anything fucking weird happened there? And she's like, well, yeah, you know, the shadow people and this, this, and that. And oh, she starts shit. going off. And I was like, wait. I was like, how come you never told me this shit before? And she's like, well, because, you know, it's just, it's weird. It's we're not something you usually talk about. Then I go, yeah, yeah. And we start talking about, like, old stuff. And then I go, yeah. like, And I go, hey, now that you're remembering stuff, um, did you ever remember who that girl was that I would always hang out with? And she kind of pauses and she goes, who? And I go, remember that one time we were in the car. She was like my girlfriend when we were like, um, uh, maybe like eight, nine, ten. That's what I would <laughs> consider her. Yeah. And I go, and we were in the backseat eating strawberries. And you just kept telling me to be quiet or us to be quiet. And she's like, uh, yeah, that was your imaginary friend. And I go, no, mom, we've, I've literally asked you this like even to my teenage years and you just kept telling me that you didn't know who it was mm-hmm. yeah so she's like uh no it's your imaginary friend and i was like what whoa i was like no it's not and i was like then you're just fucking with me i go uh in my teenage years uh i was like i would tell you and you'd be like oh i don't remember <laughs> and she's like yeah because we thought something was wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> then i go what do you mean she goes remember you used to go fucking <laughs> talk to people and they used to tell you how you felt and this this and that and I was like, Mom, I'm going to quit playing. Like, you're, you're playing with me now. You're trying to like... And she's like, no. She goes, that little girl never existed. I'm shocked that you still remember this little girl. No shit. And I was like, Mom, Sarah, backseat. And Mom was like, why would there be another kid in the backseat when me and you are driving? What's the mother? Do you ever remember getting her dropped off? Her dropped yeah. off? And I was all like, oh, fuck. I'm on touche. I don't ever remember <laughs> when she would get dropped off. I don't remember meeting her mother. I just remember that she would come around and we would play. Yeah, okay. And uh, one of my most vivid memories is that car ride because um, we were going to the store. I don't even remember how we got into the car, but my mom was driving us somewhere and me and her were in the backseat eating strawberries. Okay. okay. And uh, she, at one point, was like, let's get under this towel and tell each other secrets. And I was like, okay. So we literally cover ourselves with a towel and she's like talking to me and I can smell the strawberries off her breath. Yeah. Yeah. And she's just like telling me like weird things and I'm like, Oh cool. And she's like, yeah, and this, this and that. And like this house, this, this and that. And I was like, Oh cool. And I was like, yeah. Uh, remember I kept telling you to knock it off. I was like, yeah, I remember you tell us to stop playing so much. She was like, no, I was telling you. She was, I'm <laughs> driving in the car you're back there covered talking to a person that's not there under a sheet with your head covered. I would have dropped you off on the side of the road. You did not get off. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. Jesus Christ. And I was like, you're fucking with me. Like, this is, this can't be, man. This whole, this whole time I've always been like, man, I was like, I hope I, I run into this girl, you know, at some time in my life, like, just like, hey, so I can be like, hey, you remember me? We used to be, like, super fucking cool, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And lo and behold, in my fucking late 30s, I come to find that's been an, a made-up person this whole <laughs> fucking time. And yeah, man. it kind of made me reevaluate some of the memories that I had. And in that, like, 
we started going down a rabbit hole and yeah so the house um that i lived in is no longer in existence it got torn down okay um it was a two two bedroom one bath kind of like old school mexican style house in laredo it was very oddly placed in the middle of a bunch of industrial warehouses so our only other neighbor was and i've talked about it before here on on the podcast or way way early uh was kind of like a a bedridden older lady that um my mom would take care of like home care stuff right right. she was like her uh like hospice nurse or something uh yeah and so like we would wake up and we just jump over and start taking care of her because i didn't go to school you know and this lady would sometimes be getting fed and like I, either it was dementia or something but she would turn around sometimes and she would start laughing and her name was like uh, Pascualita oh yeah 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 I remember you telling me about and, this and, yeah. uh, she was like look at all the little people dancing on the floor dancing and oh, dancing shit. and uh, uh, we would be looking and she's like they already ran back into the walls oh my god sorry yeah <laughs> I would be what so the freaked fuck? out yeah uh-huh. that, that that is uh not yeah, I wouldn't stick around for that. Yeah, I know. Wow, they could take care of you. Well, yeah, and like she would, like we would come, we would come in, and she's like, "All oh, my family just left as you guys were coming in." She goes, "We were singing and dancing, and they didn't have feet." And you know, she just started going rambling, and I was like, yeah. and I was like, getting old's fucking weird." So and and of course, this is all in Spanish, though, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's Spanish, okay. and like she okay. was just so gleeful and like non like if she was like if it was like the truth you know like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. An yeah actual event well going back to the house i told her like hey how did we even go about this house like, because i remember we were living in mexico and she was true yes we were living in mexico i go so what made us come to and she's like well your great-grandmother got sick uh your original grandmother from your dad's side his mom was living there we stayed with her there for a little bit. And then we found an actual property we could rent out away. So we were there. Um, your grandmother and your great-grandmother moved in with us. We were taking care of her. Then your great-grandmother passed away. And uh, your other grandma moved into the, the, the mobile home, which is a, a whole other area. So she said, hey, I'm going to be moving out. Do you guys want to move so we can be closer? And I was like, yeah, sure. So she's like, yeah, as soon as we moved in, you know, like, the only other neighbor, his name was Buddy, and he's a white dude. Um, he would say that he would always see someone in the backyard walking around. And it's just like a, a shadow lady. And Ooh, he was yeah. like, just be careful. He's like, I don't know if it's an actual lady or if it's someone like, you know, or something. Yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She was, but she's always back there by this brick. Uh, there was like a brick old school stove back there where like they used to cook. Oh, you know, okay. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like I an know, outside I know kitchen. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I was like, oh yeah, I remember that, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So she's like, yeah, uh, you know, like shadow people. We saw shadow people. We would hear talking and like sometimes like blood curdling yells coming from the oh, warehouse. Shit. And like, I was like, yeah, like nonchalantly about it. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? She was like, well, you know, you're a kid. We didn't want to fucking scare the shit out of you. Like, uh, we would just because t- the screams were already doing. Yeah, because yeah, she's thanks, like, thanks for saving me. <laughs> and we would and we would just tell you like, oh, don't worry about that. And I was probably like, oh, okay, cool. Like, if they're not worried, why should I be worried, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, 
I remember very vividly, like, uh, there was little to no lighting in there. So when they would turn off the light, we had bunk beds and uh, it was like an open area. So they would turn off and like, as soon as it would turn off, everything would go dark, but certain parts of the floor would go darker. Mm. And like, it literally looked like someone was crawling. Ooh, like military crawling? Yeah. I don't oh, like that. Shit. On the floor. And like, I thought it was my little no. brother that had jumped out of the bunk bed and was like trying to sneak attack me. So like, <laughs> I would get up and I would be like, yeah. And like, I would kind of jump from the bunk bed down to try to scare him. And then like, nothing was there. Oh, no. And like, I would start feeling around and uh, I would feel for the leg under the, and I would feel his leg. And I would pull him. I was like, and he's like, stop, you're waking me up. And I would be like, hey, what's going on out there? Like, you know, like, yo. <laughs> and I was all like, okay. Like, that was weird as fuck. Yeah. And then there was also, like, um, weird-ass black dogs that would just show up in the middle of the night. Okay. Like, by our fence. And they would start, like, kind of. Uh, like, pacing back and forth. Yeah. And um, so, um, it, a lot of crawling, like, we would see, like, inanimate, like, spider-like things crawling yeah you know like just a lot of weird shit that happened that like now in retrospect uh my mom kind of like agreeing to it i was like holy fuck like so there were people he's like yeah so the warehouse did fucking you could so sometimes we would be playing uh because like i said the warehouse just like pause thing Yeah, yeah and it was like the aluminum wall like that's their there was no property fence it was like the wall where it was built and then when it ended to the backyard where they would like park before it got abandoned like all the heavy equipment stuff it was yeah, like a chain yeah. fence so sometimes we would be playing out there like you know gi joe's whatever and it would feel like there was like 15 20 people just banging on like the aluminum oh shit. yeah like all at once though wow i hate that yeah so i would we would run in and my mom would come out and she would be she would hear it and see it and they're like, the wind is, she would tell us, the wind is really strong in there. <laughs> <laughs> and now thinking about it, I was like, dude, I was like, that was not fucking wind. And then I'm thinking, could it have been like teenagers, like playing around? They're like, but like, why would they do that? Like to begin with. And I was like, there was like a barbed wire fence. Like, you know, I was like, I'm yeah, pretty sure like, yeah. I was like, what? And, and that's a good point. I mean, like, yeah, like a bunch of kids, you know what would be fun, bro? Let's go bang on the wall. Yeah. Just like, yeah, it makes sense. I get what you're saying. And, yeah. it, and it would just like stop. And I was all like, I was like, you know what? Yeah. So then um, I started to think about like incidents that, that would happen in the house. Like uh, we would get all of a sudden an urge. We would tell my mom, there's treasure hidden in the back. And we would start <laughs> digging holes. And we would start finding these little like stone idols that I've covered before um, in other episodes. And they were like little old ass looking like human carved stone idols. Okay. And my mom would be like, these are going in the trash. And I go, why? She goes, because they're not, they're dirty, they're whatever. But now I'm thinking about it. She was probably getting freaked the fuck out because one of them looked like a pregnant lady. The other one was like a... A what guy that was fuck? like, yeah, it was like a guy that was like kind of like in a in a in a dead position. Okay, oh okay, God. yeah, and like it was just weird, like or it would be like little porcelain body parts. Yeah, and uh, we were like, what the fuck, like, and then we would get like these games that 
would come out of nowhere. Like I said, we would try to find buried treasure, but then we would have to bury treasure back. What? Yeah, like, like I don't know how to like know. Giving back. Yeah, it was so weird. So my brother, uh, he was really into Pokemon. Who was he? Yeah. So he <laughs> went and buried all of his all of his gym badges. And uh, he he literally like put them in there and like and just buried them. Didn't tell anyone. Yeah. And my sister would do that too. Like out of spite, she would bury stuff. Huh. And like I never understood that. Like why we would always like bury stuff. So like we would, it was just an urge that would just come over us and we yeah, would like start yeah. digging. And uh, my dad at the same time had a punishment that it was like we would have to build like these little holes in the back. <laughs> and I don't know if it was like the property that now that I'm thinking about it, because after we moved to other houses, he never did that again. Yeah, yeah. He was never like, you're going to dig a hole to this, this and this for punishment. Yeah. And then the other one's going to fill it in the next day. And like it was like that. Or maybe y'all had so much activity because they were pissed at y'all guys were digging so many holes. No, it just <laughs> see it just happened out of nowhere. We that that was like a thing that like it just happened. So then yeah, in talking to her about it, she said, "Yeah, I don't know what the what the deal was that with that. Like your dad, that was very out of character when he did that." And I said, "Okay." I personally don't remember us ever burning anything back there. Yeah. And I asked her, and she said, no, we never would use it. We had a barbecue grill, like, and it was, like, old and, like, you know, not that appealing. But it was always filled with ashes. Because I remember we would go and, like, uh, to kind of, like, do war paint on ourselves. <laughs> we would okay. grab a little water from, like, the dog's water bowl and, like, stick our hands in the ashes and kind of, like, do, like, the paint. Right, right, right. And I'm thinking, like, where do these ashes keep coming from? Like, I was like, I, now that I remember, we had ashes back there, like, 24-7 years of fucking round. Right, right. And, then, like, just a lot of stuff with Adam. And I told her, where do the ashes come from? And my mom was like, I, I don't, I wouldn't be able to tell you. She's like, I don't remember. <laughs> it was just something that was always there. Yeah, she's like, I don't remember. She goes, I, I, I didn't go back there. She, she she would never go into the backyard. Yeah. Um. So let me ask. Um. You, you mentioned that your dad was still there. And I, I, I'm pretty sure that you mentioned this before, but you, your parents were separate, yeah, yeah. right? So this was during a time that you, your mom and your dad were still together. Well, right? they were together and then they would have like little fallings out outs oh, okay. and he would be there because I remember. because Well, the reason I ask is because it seems like your mom had shielded you all from a lot. Yeah. And I would be very, very interested if there were nights where she was personally battling with things that you get, you get what I'm saying? Yes, because okay, going back on that, so there was a night where, and I remember it vividly. Uh, we were all in the living room, kind of like this, all right. And there's a front door, and then there's a back door, and the back, or I guess side door is what I would say. So the side door is right there. We were all chilling, uh, having a, a good time, relaxing, watching TV. And I remember there being a loud laughing, like a, ah, <laughs> like fucking, and everybody in the room got quiet. Like it was out of place. Yeah. yeah. And like, I went and got my grandma's hand and I was like, kind of like, what the hell? And we kept yeah. hearing someone trying to kick in the door. So like, I was like, 
freaking the fuck out and yeah. my grandma was holding my hand tight and I saw my mom kind of like back up and the door poof flies open yeah and this dude in like a fucking black suit all like ashy comes in and he's all like I'm gonna take you and I'm gonna take you and I'm gonna take you but in Spanish and he was fucking laughing his ass off and I passed out I was so terrified that I passed out and when I woke up I was in my other grandma's house oh shit and I told her what happened and she goes with what and I go I was at the house and the man and she's like no that was a bad dream what the fuck and I was all like no like I remember she's like no 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 she goes you were probably watching like a Dracula movie and that's what (laughs) happened and I was like, no. I was like, I'm pretty sure that happened. So my grandmother, the other one from my mom's side, went to Mexico after that uh, for about like a week or a month. I didn't see her but because uh, I knew she would tell me the truth. Yeah. So it was odd that she all of a sudden was away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that kind of made me feel a little bit more weirder because it was like, I'm going to take you kind of thing. And like, I can't. Yeah. And my mom, uh, same thing, was like not there. So my other grandma that lived in the mobile home was taking care of me and she was like no she's working huh. like late hours and I remember and I told her home about it and she was like I don't remember that what the fuck and I kind of wanted to pry a little bit more but she was like very like hesitant she told me well I'm at Walmart right now she was like I'll call you when I get home and we can talk about it more so c- considering right like uh, your experience in Mexican witchcraft when there is a debt to be paid is there a herald that shows up sometimes? It depends on what you use, man. Like, it, it there's no set path. It depends on what kind of, like, a, I guess what you would call, like, a deity or kind of spirit or what it is that, that you use the means to okay. create that avenue for yourself. So, and, and that's and that's where I'm going with this, this, this thought process is maybe there was a debt to be paid. Along, who, who knows, right? Because yeah. I, I'm not... I don't. I'm not very familiar with the Mexican yeah, witchcraft. That's the same thing. I'm thinking like, was it like a generational kind of curse thing? Right. And then after, uh, maybe maybe it was something that your family had realized. Like, oh fuck, I've heard stories of this. I need to go talk to this person to see if we can resolve this. And maybe that's why your grandmother was gone. Was yeah, because she was trying to resolve it. Yeah, because uh, so I after I was allowed or allowed or brought back to the house. Um, and again, so my, I'm not seeing my little brother also. He's disappeared. He's, yeah. he's gone with someone. I don't know if my mom or if my other grandma took him. So he's gone. My older brother disappears too. Huh? So my older brother disappears and like, he's not staying at my grandma's. He's not staying at the house. Um, cause apparently there's no one there. So... They say he went to Mexico. So, essentially, it was just like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm telling her, and she's like, well, we did move a lot. We come, we went back from the border and whatnot. But after when they were back, my dad was back. And, like, he was, like, very, like, you know, like, on fucking edge with everything. Like, he was just, like, protecting everything. The, yeah. You know, making sure the doors were closed. And, again, it added to the thing. Like, did it happen? Is this why it's going on? Because, like, yeah. we used to leave our screen door open. Like, sorry, our door open and the screen door just, like, yeah. now it's, yeah. like, close it. We lock the gate on the outside. 
and I was like, what the fuck? So I was on like, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, I was like, we literally had a conversation about everything else while you were at Walmart, and all of a sudden I'm like touching bases on this one fucking weird incident, <laughs> and like now you have to go, but it's like whatever, cool. I'm, I understand if it's like a little traumatic for her. Yeah, yeah. Because I passed out, and uh, I don't know. I was just like, okay, cool. Like, so yeah, that's pretty much as far as I'm gonna go with shit that's happened at that house um wow we oh, did man. my grandmother did end up both of them dying pretty quick after those incidences um my, wait so this wasn't your grandmother that you speak of the story in the trailer where you spoke to her yes. last this was yes okay. so she's the one that would after that incident happened i really didn't sleep in the house anymore i slept okay. at her house okay and i slept on the floor in her house surrounded by like a bunch of like catholic um uh iconography right so to go back to what you're saying yes uh that was her my other grandma became suddenly ill yeah uh and died um shortly after that then my other grandmother became ill also and i became kind of like her full-time partner that lived over there with her Mm -hmm. and then she passed away too i think in a succession of maybe a year or two years apart okay so you know it was pretty pretty quick and like a loss of two major patriarchs in the family yeah 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 yeah. wow yeah uh yeah it was uh oh and like i've i don't know if i've said it before uh very eerie chilling thing uh so my grandma the one that uh, was from my dad's side yeah she actually got me and would like tell me week in weeks that followed before she heard her passing she would because if she would stay up and watch tv from the table and i would sleep over there and the tv was there so you would it was dark and you could only see the glare off the cigarette through her big bifocal glasses yeah i'm like she would be smoking and like I could see her and I would get up and she was like I can see you I'm awake and I was like oh okay and like she would <laughs> she would smoke uh, Salem 100s Mentos, yeah yeah and Schaefer um, beer so um, you know I would kind of turn around and glance at her and she started like out of nowhere and she's like when I die you better not cry at my funeral and I was like why what like, I was like what <laughs> and she's like if you cry and like i just remember she would take a big puff and like the red would like <laughs> glow in the big bifocus and she's like the next day i'm gonna come and pull your legs oh my god yeah and she's like and i'm not gonna stop and i was like i don't want fucking that <laughs> i was like what the f-? so she kept <laughs> grilling that into me uh and then uh when she passed away i didn't cry yeah and like my whole family looked at me like i was a fucking asshole yeah yeah and they didn't understand that that was uh, something that had happened and yeah. like m- uncles and a few of my other uh cousins were like you're not you're just gonna be stone-faced the whole time while everybody's fucking flipping out and i was like i was like yeah i'm not gonna grieve uh you everybody does it differently or whatever and like they literally were like giving me like dirty looks or whatever and i was just like i was like y'all she was dead serious when she told me that i was like so i'm gonna keep i don't want to find out yeah and up to this day like 
if I get like a little bit of that like <laughs> wanting to kind of like uh, mourn, I guess, mourn yeah. over it, I immediately like just remember like the <laughs> and like the, the Ember, visual pops up, yeah. and she's just standing there in the dark, and I was like, okay, I was like, I got you. So yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Damn it! Always man, this is like three for three, man. Is You're it knocking it out of the park? <laughs> Fuck yeah! I had a existential crisis about my life. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> so, I'm glad. My, I'm glad my my uh my crisis was able to bring an entertaining story to the table. <laughs> it was. It was. It was good. I'm not even gonna lie. It was great. Yes, a uh, lot. A lot to unpack, and that's what I mean. Like, there's there's so many avenues, especially with like uh returning listeners or longtime listeners that already kind of have uh, grown with us how about i say that right like and know some of our our, our history and in, in all of this i mean there, there's a lot to unpack there a lot to think like i said i i was thinking you know like fuck there, well, there's a lot uh, when we uh one of our other uh family members that passed away i think maybe the year before covid hit no was it after covid yeah it was after covid uh we right. went down to laredo and I made my mom. I was like, "We're gonna drive by the old house," and that's how I found yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did that mention it, uh, that once. It, it wasn't there anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you mentioning that once. Yeah, I remember that. But uh, the other place where like a lot of the creepy stuff would happen is still standing and looking as creepy as ever. So I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, I am gonna be covering the Bremder Mansion. Um, I'm just gonna say this was kind of a last minute one because I first wanted to do the black hope uh cemetery in houston and uh but i have a whole book on it and i don't know where it's at suddenly it's disappeared (laughs) and then i was like you know what i'll do the sally house and then when i started researching that there's just like so much good stuff yeah so i was just like you know what we're just gonna go on the brumder mansion we're gonna wing it today yeah (laughs) this is very much a winged uh story so I'm just letting y'all know that I went through two different <laughs> options before I got here. <laughs> All right. It wasn't my first choice. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. So um, at 3046 West Wisconsin Avenue in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, is the Brumder Mansion Bed and Breakfast. George Brumder, a German immigrant that became an extremely successful entrepreneur due to the publication of the newspaper Germania, uh, commissioned an extravagant house for his son george brumder jr unfortunately brumder senior died before he could see the completion of the house but brumder jr moved in with his family and lived there for about a decade and um i just want to touch on the newspaper that he published it was uh basically the first newspaper in that area that was all in german uh or in the german language right right and so it was very popular amongst that community so that's what i guess gave him that uh all that money that he's going to be using <laughs> which is pretty cool if you think about it oh, like yeah, you know you're in a community sure. of nothing but like immigrants you're dealing in the u.s it feels yeah. not like home and then you just get a german newspaper you're like oh yeah sign me up for that shit yeah exactly yeah yeah Okay, so the house was known as the Brumder Mansion and had a mixture of, and I'm putting in quotations here because I was just like, how does this work? Arts and crafts, gothic, and Victorian architecture. The arts and crafts is what's throwing me off. <laughs> um, 
everyone is doing something like weird and strange and yeah. then you just have a finger painter well, yeah, <laughs> she's, probably, yeah. she's probably like that's not very German until you realize like the arts and crafts is like making a fucking bayonet or something <laughs> what? like it's arts and crafts are doing like German beer <laughs> yeah no shit right I was thinking popsicle sticks so I that's literally I'm like what or like Dollar Tree's hacks <laughs> oh, what are y'all designing in there we make the Lidlhosen <laughs> yeah it's all fucking bratwurst that you can make at home and shit alright so get two goats skin them alive so it was a three level house with 8,000 square feet and it boasted a basement level ballroom with its own entrance. Nice. Yeah. So the total for the house was around $25,000 at the time. So today that translates to about 739863 So Damn it. I know. So that was a lot of money. Okay. And where was this located again? This was over here in Wisconsin. In Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Ah. Okay. 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 So. I'm trying to fit the market to the... You know, so Midwest. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> Sorry. I'm still hung up on arts and crafts. <laughs> As I am, too, because now I'm like, what? what? what's arts and crafty for, like, <laughs> for the Germanic a, a people? A $700,000 mansion. Yeah. <laughs> they're getting the, you remember how you used to do the, the old floats in elementary where you'd get the construction paper and twist it around your pencil <laughs> yeah. and then glue it? She's oh, all, God. Turkey hands. Oh, I love turkey hands. <laughs> she really does. That's why I brought it up. Macaroni art. <laughs> well, we are hung up on the arts and crafts. I know. I'm Jesus sorry. Christ. Okay, so when, when, I want to say when we pick a hill, <laughs> we die on it pretty hard. Yeah. Okay, so after the death of Bremder Jr.'s wife, the house was then sold to brothers Sam Pick and Ed. That is when Sam and his wife and son moved into the mansion. Sam Pick was a successful businessman with the nightclub Club Madrid that was said to have shady clientele. What makes this family stand out, though, is that the brothers allegedly had ties to Al Capone during the Prohibition years. Due to the basement-level ballroom, it was said it was easily converted to a basement speakeasy. So inside the speakeasy, people could partake in gambling and prostitution, and with that, it's alleged that there were four, uh, and again, more air quotes, rumors, uh, basically like people renting out the rooms, uh, living in the mansion, and those were the alleged prostitutes. Ooh. So that's a very interesting, um, just very interesting <laughs> information. I mean, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta diversify your... Uh... <laughs> Well, if I ever need a roommate, I know how I'm going to advertise it. Oh, my gosh. Anyways. (laughs) Arts um, and crafts. So, in 1932, the Picks moved out. Basically, that was after Al Capone's death. Like, the speakeasy, of course, was shut down and everything. So, uh, the Picks moved out, and that was before Prohibition was repealed. After that, a group of lawyers used the house for a little bit before being purchased by a couple who used it as a boarding house for a nearby company called Alice Chalmers or Calmers. I don't know how to pronounce that. It's a very weird spelling. Professional. Very professional. Uh, In the 1940s, the house was again sold, but this time to Our Savior's Lutheran Church, where the mansion was used to house pastors. From there, it was also used as offices, meeting rooms, a daycare, a chapel, and a youth center. A daycare? Yeah. Just just so many people. I'm just 
there's so many people going in and out of this house, basically. In 1997, the house was then purchased by Carol and Robert Hershey, who restored the house and opened the bed and breakfast. Wait, Hershey? Uh, not not the Hershey Chocolate Company. Okay, I was yeah. going to say. <laughs> um, so they restored the, the house and they opened the bed and breakfast, and including the basement theater. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a very important. So in 2008, the bed and breakfast was purchased by California couple... Julie and Tom Carr, who had previously visited the year before and bought it after learning that the Hershey's were thinking about selling it. Like, they loved it so much that they're like, hell yeah, I'll buy this bed and breakfast. <laughs> For $700,000. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> so to this day, the bed and breakfast is still open where you can stay in a room ranging from $175 to $200 a night and would even be able to enjoy a play in the basement as the theater is still kept actively running. Do those prostitutes still live there? <laughs> I was about to Boy, say. that's they not still, the important one. Do they still partake in the ladies of the night? <laughs> anyway, Is that included? What? Nothing. Is Anyways, it part of the if you go, select uh, bratwurst uh, package that they have? <laughs> Anyways, if you go to their website, you could actually check out um, which theater productions are coming up. So, on to the ghosties. Wait. I'm ignoring you. What if just walk in? <laughs> Reservation for Wiener Schnitzel? Is oh that like God. the password? <laughs> Anyways, so the previous owner, Carol Hershey, was supposedly very forthcoming about her experiences. And uh, so these are some of them that were shared. While staying in the gold suite with her dog, Mrs. Hershey heard a female spirit shout at her to get the dog out of the bed. Oh, shit. <laughs> Another incident. That is, uh, so I, I want to say that that is... Uh, Very intelligent. Well, I mean, not not in, not just intelligent, but like, what the fuck do you think to yourself? Get the dog <sighs> out of the bed. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> aside from that, aside from that, like literally, like put yourself in that situation where, you know, you're alone and then you randomly hear this disembodied voice tell you, get the fucking dog out of the bed. Yeah, I like, would just roll out of bed and then run away <laughs> that's all like i told you snowballs you can't be on the bed <laughs> well i I'm, I'm really thinking from like a serious perspective because i don't i i think i genuinely be fucking confused yeah because it's not it would, spooky enough yeah, to be paranormal exactly it's normal enough to be like i guess the dog can't be on the bed but who was that <laughs> yeah Is i think it a, i would just be yeah. fucking like mind blown like what what? Yeah, like, wait, yeah. am Is I going to get charged? Cameras? Are they watching me? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so, anywho's another incident is when a mirror in a restroom was lifted off of its hook and was thrown into a bathtub where it, of course, shattered. Ooh. But droplets of blood were found in the tub basement or basin, even though there was no one in the room. And so, so she sees this blood... And she thinks, like, oh, shit, there's, like, a leak from above. Right, right. But, nope, there was nothing. So. I would be in even more terrified with that happening. Like, if there was an electronic in the fucking bathroom and I'm taking oh, a bath. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what the fuck? No, thank you. <laughs> like, I'm just listening to the radio and I see that bitch fucking lift up and, like, right. whoop. Gotta get out. While I'm in the tub. <laughs> So, people that stay in the gold suite also report of having extremely vivid dreams of a stern woman that threatens them if they don't get dogs out of the room. 
A psychic visited the house and is said to have made contact with this spirit. The spirit's name was Susan, but called herself... I'm just gonna... (laughs) You see where this is going or what? She called herself Aunt Pussy. What the hell? (laughs) Wait, could you speak into the mic and say that a little bit louder? No. For some of our viewers Um, that might be hearing impaired? She's Aunt P now. So and and she told the psychic that she did not like the new decor and that she didn't like dogs in that suite. Okay, uh, wait, wait, wait. Let me, no, let's, I'm continuing. Let's, let's bring this back around. Uh, I I will say it with some bass. So as the you know the psychic was like, name yourself, spirit. It went. Susan. Oh, sorry, Susan. Was like, my name is Susan, aka Aunt Motherfucking. Pussy. Well, maybe it was pussy. Yeah. No. Pussy. No, you're you're going into the the bussy territory. That wasn't a thing back then. Oh my god. So anyways, anyways. I don't like no goddamn dogs on my goddamn bed. That's how I felt that whole thing transpired. I'm taking uh, artistic. For real, you really are. So uh, you said she was domineering and everything. That she was stern. She was stern. Yes. And strict and stuff. Yes. So if I dressed up like a dog oh and I was in the, the room. Bed, yeah, she'd be like, get off the bed. Goodbye. Oh, pussy ain't no, having that. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to continue. So after that. She's making mental edit notes out of this. I know. They tried not to book anyone with dogs in that room to appease Aunt P. So in the George suite, named after George Brumder Jr., a male spirit can be seen and will sometimes have breezes in the middle of the rooms happen. Um, sometimes objects will go missing and reappear later in the same spot it was supposed to be before. A paranormal team that investigated the house said that in this suite, one of the team members would get headaches only in there, but when she'd leave the room, they would go away. Like immediately? Um, I'm guessing. Well, I mean, presumably quick enough for her to notice yeah. that there is a difference between... Yeah, between- I yeah. got a headache as soon as I walk in to when I get out. Like when yeah. that one person that you don't like and you're like, oh, fuck. As soon as they leave, you're like, okay, that's normal. So another spirit is that of a little girl that is known to hang around on the third floor near Emma's room, as well as the Marion Suite. During one investigation of Marion's Suite, an EVP was captured of a young girl saying, don't leave, help me, which is very sad, you know. Mm. Okay, so um, this is where I'm going to go into the kind of haphazard stuff I have. Uh, I wanted to share these really great experiences shared by Julie Carr. Uh, I found a video by an extremely popular YouTube channel called The Paranormal Files. I started watching them like late last year. They're actually like their videos are like almost an hour and a half to two hours long and they go like really in depth like in their research and then we'll do a investigation afterwards that's pretty cool shout out to them yeah, yeah it yeah, really yeah. is and are they like the type of investigation team i'm gonna be serious right? mm-hmm. uh are they the type of investigation team where it's like hey man sometimes you get something sometimes you don't it seems like it okay that's, that's great that's yeah. more legit to me because like yeah absolutely you, you don't always get something the mm-hmm. first time yeah. around you know yeah they seem very chill Baggins. Shh. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say Aunt P would have been like get your dog ass well, out of here boy so um so Julie Carr is very uh she 
shares a lot of information and like she does mention that a a paranormal group from new york went by and that they were very um i don't remember how she what word she says but it's basically <laughs> like that they were very rude and you know loud and taunting them and or I come wonder, at me bro yeah basically <laughs> and that they didn't like that but uh, like the spirits didn't like that so i'm sure and people's like who's this mother <laughs> yeah uh you know what the fans would like is aunt pia's our mascot now no anyways i'm I, gonna I'm, continue i'm putting respect on that pussy's name and yeah, i'm gonna keep saying it because <laughs> i don't want no trouble with yeah. her she sounds like she's very i should know. have left her out <laughs> <laughs> i'm just thinking uh uh kung kung fu no oh my god what is it fucking called uh, is it kung fu hustle no, not Kung Fu Hustle. Kung Pao. Oh. The name's Betty, Dude. bitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just, you know what? It's okay. We're had, just going to continue. You had two other choices. <laughs> what? You had two other choices and, and you 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 chose this one. I'm hoping that, you In know a sober what? state. May, maybe the, this Aunt P that I got this website's information from, maybe they they got it wrong. Like whoever's going to visit, just don't go screaming at her that name because it's very rude. <laughs> Anyways, um, so the so this the following information is from that video, like that I was able to pick that I thought was interesting. So and it's only during Julie Carr's um, interview. So there are three spirits uh, named Joe, Mike, and Doug. And they are believed to be the ones that uh, worked with the Pick Brothers. And Joe is known to be the enforcer. Like if he was like the, what is it? The bouncer. And so whenever, they say that whenever speakeasies were closed down, that basically anybody that worked there, um, that they were killed because they knew too much. So that's what they say happened to, to Mike and Doug and Joe and even Suzanne or Susan sorry so those were killed uh, because they were they worked for the speakeasy and uh, they were they knew too much basically um, but Joe the one that was like the bouncer he kind of still acts like that in the afterlife where he's like will get rid of like bad spirits or negative spirits uh, to the house um Okay, there was an angry spirit in the George suite that had tripped Miss or Mrs. Carr and also tried to push a heater onto her foot. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah, like this place seems very active. Um, it seems very aggressive as yeah. well. I, I, I want to say, I think it's just like they're rubbing these people the wrong way. I don't know, but... Because when you introduce yourself as like, and pussy... You know what I mean? <laughs> it seems like you're laying all the cards on the table, especially if you yell at someone, get your goddamn dog off the goddamn bed. Oh, this is taking on its own life now. Okay, apparently, though, our spirit Joe, the bouncer, uh, took care of this uh, negative spirit and was no longer there. So there are two house managers uh, that were supposedly, or that supposedly stayed. So that is Suzanne who is usually in the gold suite that keeps people in line. And I keep thinking like Suzanne and Susan might be the same person. And maybe I'm just, cause Susan was, well, I was reading it. And then Suzanne was uh, Mrs. Carr's 
pronunciation. So, okay, okay. So there's a possibility that, that these are the same people. She apparently makes sure visitors don't steal anything, but she's usually nice. The other house manager was Lorraine, who worked for Sam Pick. She was known to kick overly intoxicated people out of the speakeasy. Um, <laughs> there was one time that uh, Mrs. Carr like noticed that there was like a chess piece missing. And she was like, man, I can't believe like these people would steal like a chess piece. Sorry, that scared me. <laughs> yeah, so, so she was like, wow, I can't believe these people stole a chess piece. And then later on, she sees like this figure of a woman going back and replacing just the single chess Ooh, piece. Yeah. And nice. then like disappearing. So like she saw a full body apparition. And so uh, the same thing, Suzanne now hangs out in the basement and she doesn't like paranormal investigators. And she once told a female investigator, go in her ear but not oh, on damn. the equipment. Yeah. And apparently the investigator got freaked out and ran away, so no, I don't blame her. I think, it, do you think she would get mad at Aunt P for stealing my heart? Oh my God. As long as you got that goddamn dog off that goddamn bed, you're I good. I can't with y'all. Um, so there is... Get your dog off the bed shirts coming soon. So, <laughs> So there's a ghost named Dr. Henry that lives on the third floor and he hadn't ex or hasn't accepted his death. Uh, it was a sudden car accident and his son Adam comes to visit and reportedly Adam asks for a Bambi book. So Mrs. Carr went out and bought a Bambi book and read it out loud in, in the room doesn't know if like they actually listened and whatnot yeah, but it's an actually kind something. of tender I, I like that well um let me see oh and then uh mrs carr's first full body apparition that she saw was in the basement it was of a man in a coat she was just going down there to get a bucket and she saw him i think she said like near like a, a furnace or something i don't remember but still i'm just like imagine going down in the basement and seeing a man yeah that you don't Ooh. know yeah that's a big no yeah Okay, uh, in the Marion Suite, Mr. Carr was awoken by a grandmother-type spirit after he was sleeping in, and so she she's said to be a helpful spirit <laughs> because she woke him up after he was supposed to be, you know, already awake. Oh, nice. Man, that's, yeah, that's very nice. And then this is, this is going to be a trigger warning for this next spirit. Okay, so a spirit of a little girl named Sarah is described to be a very mischievous where she would hide the owner's jewelry and he had even followed home one of the investigators. Oh, shit. Yeah, so they told her, like, you can't do that. You need to go back. And so apparently that worked. And so this is this is the part that is not cool. So Evelyn, the mother of Sarah, is also there, who is said to be raped by a gardener of George Brumder then had an illegal abortion and died in a bathroom and i i couldn't understand uh what i i don't know if it was her accent or whatnot but i think she says the gold suite so she started telling people her story slowly through evps and then through mediums uh, she even reportedly attacked a man that was said to remind her of her rapist. Damn. Yeah. So. Um, that's gotta. I mean, that that's gotta be. It's terrible for her, but it's gotta be bad for the guy too. It's just oh like, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, what, what's going nowhere. on? Yeah. 
So another man named Robert is said to stay in a closet in the George Suite and would... Uh, hell no, immediately. <laughs> and <laughs> would... Robert. Uh, she says, like, wiggle things around when he wants attention. So, like, I guess wiggle objects and whatnot. Doorknobs or something, yeah, maybe? Yeah, okay, maybe. Okay, And uh, there's another spirit who was named Timmy, and he's only three years old, and told a medium he didn't hide well enough. Ooh, yeah, no. and so that is making it uh, the assumption that like something bad happened to him. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's and you know, sad. I want to I want to touch back on the um, following of people. I mean, obviously, we don't know what the rules are, mm-hmm. but what do you think the rules are? I don't know, to be honest. Right? Like, uh, I, do, do you have to be spiritually bound to the place that your tragedy happened in? The rules are set on what you feel your penance is. Just like how it it, it goes with every single person. Sometimes, uh-huh. uh, okay, we're going to get a little bit weird here, but let's go. So, let's say you're in a relationship that isn't good. You have all the right to leave, and some people do. But right. if you feel it's your duty to stay in kind of deal with the 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 way it's going yeah that's what you do and that's that's how i personally feel it is for the the spiritual world and how i've been told because they can attach to anything uh-huh. okay. they're not bound to any object it's just pretty much what they feel their their responsibility is to property people or things like that like yeah. it's just uh it's a strong enough force so I'm pretty sure it's evolving just like anything else in the world, you know, like, you know, everything keeps changing, you know. Okay, okay. So, uh, good explanation. I mean, it, it does. It answers. Of course, there's always going to be questions, right? But it, it does. It, it, it shines a little bit more light on it and uh, developing more, more theories about it. Yeah, because, you know, like, I, I okay. like to think, you know, as our technology kind of grows, I think the way stuff is haunted kind of grows with it you know especially getting those ghost phone calls the static yeah. over the thing you know huh kind of thing you know nice because i mean i know i know when it comes to demonic entities they need some type of conduit to attach to in order to interact with the world yeah whereas it seems like the spiritual just kind of like it just is it's either repeating or it's semi-intelligent where it, it kind of interacts my my very funny prospect is that the demonic rules change based on religion which is like very weird Ooh, it's very it's evolving yeah it's, it's sort it's of saying yeah, okay it's very weird for me because like you know just the way stuff's uh, air quotations exercised is very different based on your uh, religious belief right Okay. You know? Okay. Very nice. And Very nice. then you've had uh, what I call uh, cross polymerization. You'll have something that's like not a demonic force that's not within that same religious background haunting something that's like a different religion. So how do you how do you tackle that? You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. No shit. No shit. Huh. <laughs> like yeah. I mean it's it's a good question because what we would consider. Uh, and and of course this is 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 being very layman's right uh what we would consider like belzebub or lucifer satan uh, obviously like let's say in like buddhism or or you know any other religion yeah that's 
that's not what they perceive it as. What yeah. would it be? You know, yeah. like that, it's very interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. So nice. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I just have one more. It's not a spirit, but it's just like a. It's something to to mention. <laughs> so during the speakeasy days, one man died of a heart attack at one of the gambling tables. Um, you know, so it's, since it was illegal, they just put his body on ice in a storage room so they could wait to sneak the body out. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you, you know nice. what it is. You know what it is when you're in these places. Yeah, so I was just like, wow. <laughs> but yeah, I just want to say that uh, this video that I took it, this is like a, a snippet. Like this is probably like 20 minutes of like her interview. But like this this is a long video. There's a whole tour of the house. You get to talk, or well, they talk to multiple people, and then they have their entire investigation as well. So I definitely encourage you to go check it out. Um, if I got something wrong, I'm sorry. Uh, it was it was a little confusing, but I I tried my best to to get these down as best as i could i think you did a fantastic job yeah thanks yeah. yeah. great yeah. job and you brought us a whole yes. other thing yeah and pussy yes. i should have just left her <laughs> her name out but yeah. i was just like if that was her name that she chose to go by like we got to be respectful but yeah, what if it gotta, wasn't what if somebody made it up so well, that's you gotta put some upsetting. respect on that name that's what i'm saying new shirt get your goddamn dog off the bed <laughs> and then quotation and pussy and pee no i want so <laughs> I, I want to put respect on the name uh, yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah all right, right. All okay right. so we're at an hour and 15. Okay. Do you want me to continue? How, how long do you think yours is? Mine be? is maybe like a 15, 20 minutes. I want to put, I want to safely say that we have about 10 to 15 to maybe 20 minutes of sound interruptions. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Yeah. We get to get into mine. Okay. So with mine, we are going to go to New York, which I always wanted to go. And we're going to go to 12 Great Gay Street. And uh, they make it a point of, like, they, they make it a point in every article that I've read that this is not named after New York's LGBT uh, community. Like, mm -hmm. there was no influence on this. Okay. Like, I don't understand why they, they, they have to, to emphasize on this. Is it maybe just because of, like, a, a, some kind of, I don't know, like, copyright or I something i don't know but like they, they just make it a point to say like, like not yes, affiliated yeah kind of thing. like hey yeah we know we got a large you know gay community but this the street was not i don't understand why well, but, you know, oh okay so yeah gay mike i'm i'm assuming it was like yeah i get it now i, I understand now that yeah that i thought about it. i was like yeah okay <laughs> like it's just a regular street guys like <laughs> <laughs> okay so 12 gay street a short, twisted Manhattan road west of 6th Avenue. Its origins were not even that of a street to begin with, but more so a path to walk. After Gay Street was widened and became an official street in 1833, federal houses began to pop up along its west side. Its rapid growth was halted in 1837 when the financial crisis known as the Panic of 1837 stressed the nation. It would take some 10 years for the economy to recover and it's during this time that the street began to be populated. The area was primarily homed by the African American community. And I want to state this going forward in this small portion that 
this is a little bit of history to get the vibe of the area because it's not just one location it's this whole street that is affected okay uh i guess maybe i didn't understand the assignment okay <laughs> because not only is this location but the whole location haunted i think that's a pretty good yeah no i mean as long as it's you, can, <laughs> you know I, I was actually gonna in my first start i was actually gonna go with like a full-fledged country also oh okay see and that's that's what we had said we said haunted location so yeah. i was like fuck i need to find like an area that's haunted oh. so you, you know what i mean yeah sorry okay no, so good. like i said trying to get the 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 vibe of the area so like i said this uh this area was homed by the african american community many of which were servants of the wealthy white families in the area Soon after Gay Street was established itself as a place that celebrated the Bohemian Revolution. And with that, so came the lifestyle. Speakeasies, taverns, theaters, and music venues began to flourish in the area. Now 12 Gay Street has seen many a character in terms of powerful political figures, showgirls, and such. But none as shady and colorful as the mayor of New York at the time, Jimmy Walker. A dapper-looking playboy with a knack for hosting lavish parties that would last into the night. It's through his corruption that his personal speakeasy called the Pirate's Den was able to flourish during the Prohibition time, swaying police and chiefs to not enforce the law in the area. Later, the speakeasy would also be set up to personally board Walker's mistress, a Broadway actress named Betty Compton. So, imagine now underground parties thrown by the mayor himself night after night this building hosted wild parties filled with drinking dancing and debauchery again it's important to know a little bit of the history to get a general idea of the vibe of the area like i said up front it may have been laughter and gay feelings but on the underside imagine back alley dealings corrupt alliances deals that went south and the people that needed to be dealt with dealt with yeah Accidents, cover-ups, payoffs, bribes, lies, and secrets. So, let's get into some of the hauntings in the area. That sounds like an HBO show, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like The Sopranos yeah, or something. something. Anyway, so. <clears throat> so, though the music and laughter has departed, some people steer, still hear the clicking of flappers' heels on the basement floor. Others report seeing the spectral figures of females decked in the full 1920s attire complete with feathered headbands and old-timey dresses. Another apparition walks the basement wearing a black suit with tails, perhaps another former patron of the walker's notorious pirate's den. It's during a visit by a local medium that she discovered a distraught French diplomat still lingering in the building. The presence told her that his, he was accused of hiding a secret. He claimed to have been interrogated and tortured to death at the pirate's den, Despite the torture, the spirit communicated that he held on to his secrets. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Ain't no snitching. I, yeah, I felt like he was like, I took it to my grave. Yeah, yeah fuck yeah. And it reminds me of that uh, <laughs> that uh, Simpsons episode, uh, Johnny Tight Lips. I ain't saying nothing. Yep, yep. What I, you've been shot, Johnny. What do I to the doctor? Man, tell him to go suck a lemon. He's one of, uh, oh my god, what's the, the mob, mob boss, boss? dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like He's one of his cronies. Yeah. Johnny Tightlips. He's <laughs> my favorite guy. Tell him to suck a lemon. lemon. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about, so. 
<laughs> That's okay. For, <laughs> for the older audience that actually was engulfed in the Simpsons yeah. mania for a while. And and uh, <laughs> we owe you one for, for Aunt P. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so let's get back to the stories. The stairs of the building are quite active as well, with phantom footsteps also often being heard ascending and descending. Shadows can be seen gliding up and down the stairs by visitors as well. During the 1950s and 60s, puppeteer Frank Paris moved his family into 12 Gay Street. Paris was known for being a pioneer of puppeteering and was the creator of Howdy Doody. (laughs) While the Paris family lived there, they too could detect the presence of lingering spirits in the building. According to Mr. Paris, he would often hear disembodied footsteps climbing the stairs or the sounds of moving objects. The family dog would also pick up strange noises as well, ones which human ears may have not been able to detect. The dog would bark ferociously at dark corners of the home, possibly trying to scare off some invisible intruder. In life, the dog fended off the house's spirits. In death, it joined them. After the beloved pet passed, family members claim to sometimes still feel that it brush up against their legs. Hmm. Mr. Paris also reported the smell of violets and of frying onions when no one else was in the house. <laughs> Why is that funny to you? Because, like, uh, I just learned recently, I think, uh, I don't remember who it was recently, actually. It was either, uh, I think it was dad that they didn't like the smell of fried onions and they're all like, we got to get out of here. And I was like, I like that. Yeah, I love <laughs> fried onions. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Maybe it was Oh, that. okay. E- either way, I was just like, I love Shit, that. no, I love the smell of that. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my funny. God. That's why when I read the, the taco night, like, he was like, really yeah yeah. okay well that's something new that i learned about my dad (laughs) (laughs) okay so back to the stories it's during one party that a group of mr paris's friends even got to have an encounter downstairs everyone was having a good evening talking laughing conversing that is until the sound of loud pounding from upstairs abruptly halted the conversations Mm -hmm. as the unexplained noise continued to increase the guests exchanged nervous glances. Then they asked Mr. Paris if someone lived upstairs. After a long pause, he responded, No one, not a living soul. It's during Mr. Paris's time here also that he made an addition to the basement in the form of full puppet theater. It's said that the spirits can be seen roaming here along with objects moving on their own. Over the years neighbors and commuters have seen mysterious faces in the windows and heard unexplainable noises coming from the building i just got a shiver wait hold on before you continue <laughs> what if they're seeing the puppet faces in there like you know what i'm just getting freaked out just thinking of like there's a puppet like theater in the basement there's a full puppet theater i don't in know the why basement. i hate that but i do <laughs> and that's why i included it because that is fucking creepy as shit i know uh-oh jesse has something shit. so Throughout my knowledge of Howdy Doody, I always heard rumors about that 
puppet actually taking a life of its own. I've heard this theory also. I've and uh, I don't know who Howdy Doody is, to be honest. So I'll show oh you a picture God, of it, it is the or devil. a video of it. and uh, Look at it. It's, it's going to give you bad dreams tonight. Essentially, I it's like you. Woody's Roundup. That was like an inspiration from... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. I am glad I brought this into and the I, world. I've, <laughs> I've heard rumors that like while they were filming... The puppet was known to like kind of inadamantly grab the kids that were around oh him. Oh my god, sorry, I could No, 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 it wasn't like that. He would just sorry. be like, like, yeah, like, hi. So I, I want to put this out there. If anybody did find this creepy, right, our audience, please go see the Tales from the Crypt episode with Bobcat Goldworth. Yes, oh my god. Where his... Uh, He's a he's a comedian and a ventriloquist and a ventriloquist. Oh my god, that is such a fucking good one. That that was it one of the ones that one. like really got me. Yeah, so that would creep you out. Just uh, throwing it out there, and I think this is also an idea for uh, some side content for y'all out there. Is you know, we're gonna do some some reviews of uh, pop culture, movies, books, maybe some stuff like that. Uh huh. So. So reacting to howdy doody videos. <laughs> Who knows? Anyways, continue. I'm sorry. Okay, so like I said, you know, commuters and visitors in the neighborhood have seen those mysterious faces in the windows and heard unexplained noises coming from the building. And my sister is just not having it right no. now after seeing howdy no. doody. He's, he's over there like, not about it. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, people have heard the occasional screams of someone in pain. So, we're going to get a little bit into the area being haunted as well, which I loved. The activity doesn't seem to only happen within the walls of the den, though. A man with dark hair dressed in full evening clothes, complete with a top hat and opera cape, is often spotted. This hazy apparition of a man is seen wandering aimlessly along the sidewalk. <laughs> Jesse is just like flashing images of Howdy yeah. Doody. He's like, uh, you're going to have nightmares. Well, because Howdy Doody was like a, a, a thing. So it was the dude, Howdy Doody, yep. and then the clown. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's that song oh, that's yeah. on TikTok right now? Emotional damage. <laughs> That's oh that's God. me right now. <laughs> Hold on, I, I've got to. I'm gonna show one more of like some of the puppets, the rest of the puppets. Oh yeah. Ew! What is? What even is that? <laughs> it's like a duck slash giraffe slash broom. I hate it. Anyways, I'm sorry. And this was pioneering puppeteering. Yeah, this at was the like. Uh, yeah, this was like the the best. Be- oh most my beloved, God, That uh, almost looks like it is stand. Like there is a person standing with a mask inside that doll. There's kids enjoyed that yeah they really did no yeah (laughs) i would have been like no mommy please (laughs) not the puppet again yeah the puppet scares me (laughs) mama i just went howdy doody on myself (laughs) i'm sorry eric let's get back to no no this is good i love the reaction because i thought so uh, a yeah, lot of she the did art- howdy duty herself <laughs> when she saw it. So uh, a lot of and, and I promise you that all the articles that I read when they mentioned howdy duty, they all called it the hell puppet. Like it was a hell spawn from you know the depths of hell. I'm sleeping on the couch tonight. <laughs> I'm not sleeping alone in the bed. And that's because so uh, at the shop where we were at, a dude had a howdy du- uh, duty uh, actual 
Okay. Dang, it was just missing its legs, and I was oh, this, I was this close to getting it. Terrifying. I really was because I like Howdy Doody. Like, it's... oh my god, no, that's that's too much for me. No, that's too for much sure. for me. Okay, so now anyways. I have to get one <laughs> with no legs. It's just gonna show up on the couch one day. It's anyways. just gonna turn its head to you real slowly. Oh my gosh. Anyways, get your goddamn dog off the couch. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh God! I think this is yeah. why our listeners love this show. He's like, count, uh, call me Howdy D. Oh my gosh! Howdy Big D. <laughs> She's all aroused and strangely scared at the same time. Puppet cowboy. I hate this. Anyway. Okay. All right. All right. Oh God. My, my face hurts. I know. I'm like, my cheeks hurt. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's how Howdy Doody gets you. <laughs> okay, so back to the man wandering the street. So like I said, he's uh, dark-haired, dressed in full evening clothes, complete with a top hat and opera cape. He's often spotted, seen, uh, or wandering the aimlessly along the sidewalk, perhaps unaware of his death and trying to find his way home. They call him the Phantom of Gay Street. Which, if I ever do drag, I want that to be my name. <laughs> That's going to be your, like... That is going to be my name. Well, I'm, I'm picturing the dude from Interview with the Vampire, the one that he meets in uh, Paris... When they're doing ah, like the little bridge yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's what I'm imagining. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That, that's a good image, Jim. Yeah, good save. And that dude was such a good vampire. Yeah, I love the da, 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 the little slaps he yes. does. Yes, yeah. Well, I mean, the part. whole dancing across Brad Pitt over Brad Pitt was just. I loved it. I loved Chef's it. Chef's kiss. Yeah, it really Anyways, was. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, locals will often have encounters with this spirit on the streets as well. One local claims that a man dressed in a black suit was standing on the footsteps of the building. He smiled politely before disappearing right before his own eyes. Oh, shit. So this one has a side note, right? It is confirmed that there was a morgue in the area, but... Like I said, as a side note, I read it was actually right next door to the pirate's den. Oh, wow. But I couldn't confirm by more than, like, two sources yeah. that said, yes, it was next door, and others saying that, no, it was just within the area. Okay. So I can't confirm this. Yeah. Right? But there was a morgue near the pirate's den. Okay. And uh, it was located in the area in the 1820s, and it may also be contributing to apparitions spotted on the street. Many believe that the morgue's dead continue to haunt the neighborhood. Many tattered corpses of men and women have been seen slowly shuffling through oh, the streets. Oh, hell no. What the fuck? Before vanishing around a corner, or in midair, or through building walls. Hate it. On December 16, 1933, a young former Zeg- uh, Ziegel foil... Oh, God, this is so hard to, hard to say. It, she was just a showgirl. It's a Zuckerberg. Okay. Anyways, sorry. I don't I don't mess with those guys. I'm not part of this conversation, <laughs> y'all. If y'all listening to it out there, you're gonna get banned again. It's not me. <laughs> anyway, I ain't the one. Oh my god! Okay. I didn't make no joke. <laughs> so this showgirl, her uh-huh. name was Edith uh, Binary. So she either either fell, jumped, or was pushed to her death off of the roof of the building next door at Ten Gay Street where she stayed with her mother. 
and could uh, the screams that people hear within the area be her last moments in life? Oh, gosh. So with this, this is where I'm going to be bringing the tales of 12 Gay Street to a close. Okay. Where it seems like the party never stops, even in death. Okay. The end. The end. I like that. <laughs> yeah that was a good one i well, never would have you know ever run across a story or that their story so that's a good one i like yeah that. i'm glad i brought howdy doody into your world yeah because you know what so i glad like i said i had just i've been hitting a lot more vintage shops just because i've been trying to kind of get back to just collecting certain pieces of like my childhood right and right, uh right. howdy doody yeah. was one of them and uh, I was like, you know what? I was like, I want a howdy doody. I was like, I wonder if I show Sal howdy doody if he'll like go back to uh, his Toy Story things. <laughs> no, you're just gonna give him nightmares. Yeah, and now <laughs> he's, Jen's, that he's never Jen. going back to his Toy yeah, Story. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, I hope you liked it. I hope you liked it. I did. Thank you yeah. for sharing. Yes. Great you're job. Welcome. Great jobs, guys. <laughs> all right um all right so i guess we can wrap it up um always do <laughs> by aunt p's suggestion yeah uh, the, just can i just have a pre-recorded sigh i'm uh, a <laughs> miss p ain't gotta worry about me i'm a dog and i always get out of the bed I just, oh my God, I can't stand you. Um, okay. Well, guys, thank you for sticking around this long if you have. Sorry for the interruptions. If y'all yeah. if y'all notice them, but I'm going to work my magic. I'll get yeah. it out. Sorry, we have oh. a, a toddler that does not like to sleep anymore. Um, <laughs> but anywho's and a dog that's just like barking at whatever now. No, but barking at not the right stuff. <laughs> Seriously. Not at the kids outside at just strange noises. But anyways, if you have any suggestions for uh, topics you'd like us to cover in the future, uh, shoot us an email at let's chat paranormal at gmail.com or you can send us messages on facebook and instagram both of those are let's chat paranormal and again i am running a little uh, stand over there at alamo marketplace so off of highway 90 in san antonio if you want to stop in to share your paranormal story where we could record it in person we could do that as well i say we dive into aunt p's life oh, my yeah. gosh uh, and feedback guys come on give us a give us a little uh, what hey, you want hey, yeah. hey, hey we are getting a lot of uh apple reviews are we yeah or itunes apple whatever oh, shoot. yeah are they good? yeah hell yeah oh okay i have good reviews no, I'll, I'll take any review take if it doesn't matter i'm like yeah, just tell me what's on your mind i, I was curious about it uh as uh, well i mean you know uh, that's why we did the whole rebrand in the in the first place mm -hmm. but when i google us like we're the first thing that pops up there's no oh, other really? yeah man well, that's so good. yeah some some good reviews i know we have a few reviews like on pod chaser i know on itunes and stuff uh so yeah. yeah, thanks everybody. Yeah, thank you. I had a very hectic week this week, so I was trying to get some uh, cover art done for us, and hopefully I can get some going on for this one because uh, I'm gonna have to do some howdy doody uh, cover work. <laughs> oh make my it work. god! Yes, like make howdy doody crying and like oh, oh yeah, god, I hate that. No. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna it's gonna I go like somewhere. I, I was like already it. mentally thinking about it as <laughs> you said it. <laughs> my giant sigh <laughs> all right guys thank you again for tuning in um look or look for the the announcement hopefully like in the next month or two that we'll be 
headed over to YouTube. Yeah. So, all right, all right. guys. Have a good and safe week. Stay warm and uh, yeah, just stay positive. Love you. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>